Shauna and Jody here with Real Sisters, Real Talk. We're glad to have you joining us as we talk about growing in our faith with God. Hey, welcome to Real Sisters, Real Talk. I'm Shauna, that's my sister Jody, and we are so thrilled to be in another year with you. And we're diving into Romans 12, 1 through 2, talking about how we get our minds transformed by the Word of God. He speaks the truth over us, and there are all kinds of lies that make their way into our life. And we're excited to be with you in the conversation. And I have to tell you, Jodes, I'm just a little bit harried stepping into today's podcast because I'm always like plugging in at the last minute. For some reason, I couldn't get one of my plugs to like go in. And it's like, I always show up a little bit half done, a little bit harried. And you are the sister who's like always here on time, always <laughs> prepped and ready to go. And I just feel like, I don't know, for some reason today, it's standing out more than others that this is just the way it is. This is just the way it's always been. Maybe it's the way it's always going to be. I don't know. That is so funny. You know what? I think I think we we each have like kind of our bent, our our natural way of doing things. And so that kind of shows through. But um, so we might be able to say that in this scenario. And then in another scenario, I just like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to just give a, an example. Like, I, I feel like um, you are so, so quick witted. And so um, I don't know, just the way that your, your mind works. I think, oh my goodness, I wish I could respond in that way. I'm going to tell, I'm going to tell a funny story if I can, of just something that I thought, <laughs> man, I wish I thought like this. So um, this is, we're going way back. You were, I think, 17 or 18. You'll probably bring clarity to this after I tell the story. But you um, had gotten, you were driving and you had made a right turn close to our house and you had gotten pulled over by a police officer. And it was dark. It was at night. And so he pulled over and you're young. like. And I was so insecure that I just can't even imagine this. But anyway, so he pulls you over and he walks up to your window and he is, you know, real sarcastic and an older police officer in my memory of this, the story. And he looks at you and he says, uh, do you always pull out in front of people when they're, when you make a right turn? And you looked in your rear mirror and you looked up at him and you said, do you always drive without your lights on in the dark? And he looked at you. <laughs> And he turned, closed his book and he turned around and walked away. And I just thought, like, those are one of those things where I think, man, I could never think like that or even have the courage to defend myself. Like, <laughs> maybe you shouldn't. Maybe you shouldn't. I don't know that that's a, how I should have responded in that moment to a respectful officer. Yeah, but you remember the story pretty Do accurately. I? I'm pretty impressed for it not even being your experience that you remembered it that clearly. Yeah, I just remember looking. He asked me, Do you always pull out in front of people? And I thought, and I looked in my rearview mirror, and at that moment, I saw the colored lights on top of his car, but I didn't see his headlights. And so what came out of my mouth was, do you always drive in the dark without your headlights on? <laughs> and he just walked away. I thought, oh, crap, he's going to get the handcuffs. Like, now i really blown it. And he just hopped in his car, turned on his lights, and drove away. I was like, I guess I'm going. <laughs> yes, I'm going to go home now. Uh, you know what? And I remember that so vividly because I distinctly, along with the story, I distinctly remember, like, I, I I just saw that it's as such a strength that you would even process that so quickly and be able to respond hmm. like that. And I will never be able to think like that. And, you know, it's kind of that all or nothing thinking like I will never, this will always that 
this is the way Shauna thinks and I will never um, think like that or be able to think on my feet the way that Shauna does. And yeah. so just that, I think that's why it's so vivid, even though it's not my story. So, yeah. And I hope that was, okay. you know what you, you, oh, good. Yeah. I was going to say, I hope that was okay to share that because we did not clear that ahead of time, but yeah. Totally okay. <laughs> I am an open yeah, book, too. girl. There, <laughs> I am so solidly standing in my identity as a daughter of the king Amen. and I do have stories yeah. <laughs> and there are things that I've done that do not reflect who I am in Christ but I'm standing on who I am no but you you touched on something there that I feel like we could dive into you know we're talking all year about the lies that we believe but there's there's something there on that it's always going to be like this I don't remember exactly how you said it but but it's about a um I don't know, there's almost like a a soul tie or a vow connected to believing that something cannot change, that it's always going to be the way that it always has been. Yeah. You know, we've, we've talked over and over again about these neuropathways that make, like really make grooves in our brain. Um, and that's what these lies can do. If I really believe this will never change... It will always, this, either this, you know, there's that context mm. too, like, I will always think like this. I will always be like this. We can also get into our circumstances. My circumstance will never change. But even thinking and like going in line with my thinking, um, I will always think like this or I will always be like this. When we think that way, then we're not open to growth and we're not open to mm. change. So so then again, in this whole Romans 12, 1 and 2, you know, we're transforming our, our thinking and, and being transformed into conform, not conforming to the world and being transformed and, and getting our thinking in line with God, then how do we change our thinking in something that we think will always be this way? Instead of speaking that truth over ourselves, let's speak a new truth, right? That's so good. I just had this situation happen to me. So I had a situation where somebody, we had a guest on the show. It was a guy and he's a pastor and he's like, I really feel like your wife, my wife and you would totally hit it off. So you guys should get together. And he kind of elbowed his wife and said, you should call Shauna and go out to lunch or whatever. So we did, we went out to lunch and I thought he thinks that she's going to like me, but I have this thought in my brain that, Yeah we could go deep here, but I have this thought in my brain that people aren't going to like me or that they don't like me, that I'm not one of the cool kids. This goes way back, yeah. right? To wearing bifocals in elementary school and just not being one of the cool kids having a patch over my eye, like a, like a, you know, pirate for six months yeah. in elementary school. Anyway, I remember thinking, she's not going to like me. She's not going to want to be my friend. So she had invited me out to lunch. We had a great time. So I thought, now it's kind of my turn to invite her out to lunch. And I did like a month later. We had a great time. I left that time thinking, I overshared. I nah, probably overshared. Right. I'm probably not going to ever do lunch again. Like that's probably it. You know, that probably ended that. And then she reached out to me to do lunch again. And I was like, I thought she wasn't going to like me. I thought she wasn't going to want to do lunch with me again. So my secondary thought was, ah, she probably needs something from me. Right. You know, like for some reason, my heart would not allow me to believe that she actually enjoyed my company and just wanted to have lunch with me for the sake of spending time together. It was like my mind kept going to those 
old familiar paths, those ruts of the thoughts that I have told myself since elementary school, instead of, you know, believing a fresh thought, a new thought that, hey, maybe she want, maybe this really, really cool kid wants to be my friend. Yeah. So, so then even just like naming that and talking about that, then I would, I would ask you, sister, like, have you shifted that thinking? Like, do you now believe that she actually enjoys your company? And if so, like, what is the process to getting there? Like, how, how do we, how do we then shift that so that it actually comes sooner? And it doesn't, the, here's the thing. So speaking the truth over that lie does not mean this is the truth. Everybody likes me. Why would somebody not? That, that's right. not the truth, right? That's not right. the truth. But the truth could be something like, I, God created me in his image and, and and so I, in that, because I am a child of God, I am likable and I have something to offer. And it's actually okay if she and I do not click. That is not, that does not mark me. That does not make me less than. Um, the truth is I'm a daughter of the King. And so if this creates a new friendship, great. And if it doesn't, that is okay. It does not um, part, become part of my identity that I failed in this possible friendship. Yeah. I've done some work on this message. And if you go deeper from the, you know, they aren't going to like me. I'm not one of the cool kids. It, it, it goes farther back actually. And it goes into territory of I'm not wanted. And then it even goes, the enemy has pressed that into the place of it would be better if I wasn't here. And there's a long story behind that and what that led to in my life. And I'll save that for another podcast. Um, but the the thinking you had asked me have i have i changed my thinking on that i think it even goes deeper than as a child of god i'm i'm i have things that i can offer other people in relationship but but upstream to even the point of i am chosen mm-hmm. i have been pursued right i am wanted i do I'm not insignificant. I do have a purpose to accomplish here on earth. God actually had a purpose in mind for me before he even created me. And then he teed it all up so that every day I can wake up in the morning and say, Lord, what do you have for me to do? Because it says all the days planned for me were written in his book before even one of them came to be. So there's a page for today. And as I draw near to him, he can show me what the plan is for today. So yeah, there is a, a freedom and a release from she doesn't have to like me for me to be chosen, but there's a, there's a, a different way of thinking or like a new pathway in the way that you put it of, I, I am chosen. I am wanted. I do have a purpose, um, that allows me to show up, not needing that from her. Yes. Not expecting that she has to do that for me, but that I already am loved, that I already, all those needs are already met in my relationship with the Lord. And so I get to step in and enjoy having lunch with with someone new and getting to know them. Well, and I love that example because one of the things, um, there's a couple things that I love in it. One is it points back to things that have been ingrained in you since you were very, very little. Um, Shauna had to have surgery on her eye when she was four. And so this has been an ongoing thing. And so those are things that somebody else might 
look at her story and go, but, oh, you were so cute. And why would you feel that way? But her experience, your experience, sister, um, taught you, told you some very strong things that you felt were truth. And so we all have that Mm -hmm. stuff. And we might think, you know, well, nobody else has my stuff. And that is true, but we all have our stuff that comes all the way from our childhood. But I love the fact that just what you processed with us and shared so vulnerably with us is to show that we're still in this process. Like, even as we, like, it's not a, um, conquered that boom, let's move on. Now I get to have a new challenge. We, we are a work in progress, excuse me. And we are constantly working out our faith in Christ and what it means to live for him and what it means to be completely healed and whole from this world and living into the truth of who we are in him chosen and loved and, and Mm. all of those things. And so don't, we can't beat ourselves up when we have this moment of, well, she, she probably won't like me. Why would she like, you know, we can't beat ourselves up when we fall into our lie. We speak truth over it and we move forward and we see that we're growing and we see that we catch it sooner. And those are the things that matter. I think it's easy to beat ourselves up when we see those old patterns and we think I will never change. This is Mm -hmm. it. I'll Mm -hmm. never be good enough. I'll never be as good as that person. I'll never be as good as him. I'll never be as good as her. Um, that's not, that's not right thinking. And so this was such a great example mm. of that. So thank you. Well, I also, I also think, yeah, of course. I also think that believing this is how it's always going to be is, is actually really revealing about what we believe about God, because if this is how it's always going to be and it cannot change, we're actually believing that God's not capable of changing my circumstances or he's that he's not powerful enough or that he's, I don't know. He's, he, he doesn't bring about transformation. We're doing Romans 12, one and two, because we believe God brings about transformation that he transforms us by the renewing of our mind. But there's also, you know, we're missing the whole piece of, of God being a God who does new things. Yeah. He brings new life. He, he's bringing the old, what's the, the Isaiah passage, Isaiah 19, 30, or excuse me, 43, 19. Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I'm making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. And that's Old Testament. That's from Isaiah. But you go New Testament in Revelation. In Revelation, it says that God is doing a new thing. So from the beginning to the end, he's doing something new. It's it's who he is. He's the creator. So I, I do think there's a part of, well, all lies impact our relationship with the Lord negatively. Mm-hmm. I think we need to recognize that. And the lie that it's always going to be the way that it's always going, the way that it's always been. There's no hope for change in my circumstance or in my thinking is really wrong thinking, not about me so much as it is wrong thinking about God and what he can do. Yeah. I, I love that. Um, and and so then we go to I mean man we can get into a lot of stuff but that the trust do we do we trust God um, you know there's so many things we can talk about so so transitioning to then like our circumstances there we can look at our circumstances and and you know you our listeners might be in dealing with something right now where it feels hopeless it feels like this will not change um, I don't know how to get out of this. 
And that can be, that can be very daunting. And so I, I want to recognize that and name that, um, you know, all of these scenarios, it, it's easy to, to, um, make it sound easy. And I get that it's, you know, we understand that it's not, it's not for us. It's not for you. Like we get that. Um, but at the same time, what you just said, Shauna, like in our circumstance, where are we putting our eyes? Are we putting, you know, we go back, we've used this illustration a lot, but Peter, are we putting our lives on our, our, our eyes on our circumstance? You know, when he was walking on water, he was able to walk on water as long as his eyes were on Jesus. But as soon as his eyes looked to the wind and the waves, then he started to sink. And so it's that same kind of thing. If we have our eyes on our circumstances, then it does feel hopeless. If we have our eyes on God, and trusting him, then that's when we find hope. Mm -hmm. Romans 12, 12. Um, I, I love this verse too. It says, rejoice in hope, be patient mm -hmm. in tribulation. Ooh, don't like that part. Yeah. That and then hard. it says, yeah. And then it says, be constant in prayer. We need to put our eyes mm -hmm. on him in whatever scenario. And I think, you know, I even wonder that if, if, you know, there's a lot of thinking in this, but I also wonder that in our situation, instead of looking to, um, you know, this will never change. This is God, what are you showing me in this moment? What do you want me to learn from this moment? Um, because I do believe we're going to move out of this and you have new things because you say that in your word. And so, um, yeah. instead of saying, instead of throwing our hands up and just giving up, um, to, to stay, to stay in it and to stay positive and know yeah. that God is at work for his people. We've had a couple of situations in our family where the word was, it's not going to change. It's always going to be like this. Um, and I'm just for the protection of the people whom I love, I'm not going to divulge their stories, but I've, I've walked in the tension of, God, they're telling me it's always going to be like this. Like that's the medical diagnosis, right? Like that's, that's the science. That's the facts that this doesn't change. And it's always going to be like this. But as I live in on this world and in this earth and in this culture, I'm, I also live with this spiritual reality that there isn't anything that you can't do. And to be honest, it'd be way easier to just grab on to one or the other of those. But I have had to live in the tension of both of those. Yes. Like, I can't say God's going to heal you, so don't take your medicine. I can't say that. You need to take your medicine. We need to deal with the symptoms of what is, right? But I also can't say God's not going to heal you. You're going to deal with this until the day you die. Because, of, because I'm a daughter of the king and because I'm a person of the kingdom, I know of this other reality. So... Yeah, you talked about just like knowing this isn't a light thing. We're not we're not trying to brush this off as, you know, oh, you just need to, you know, look up and think about rainbows and unicorns. It's it's hard to walk out the reality of somebody educated, more educated than me, telling me this is how it's always going to be and my faith in God yeah. and my trust that he can that he can change it. I I just walked in the tension of both of those. I get it. Yeah. I love that. And that as you're sharing that, the verse that came to mind was, um, John 16, 33. I don't have it written in front of me, but in this world, you will have trouble, 
right? Mm -hmm. We're going to face hardship. So for us to think that we won't is silly. Like this, we're in this world, you will have trouble. But the second part says, but take heart. Jesus is talking, Mm -hmm. but take heart. I have overcome the world. So yes, this world holds hardship, um, but we actually have a savior who, um, he's our creator. He created the world. He is active and at work in the world and in our lives. And that brings hope. And we don't have to understand, you know, there's this, whenever I teach on prayer too, we always talk about this mystery. There's this mystery of sometimes God heals Mm -hmm. and sometimes he doesn't. And I can't understand that. But, and when I try to rationalize that, I'm trying to control outcomes of things that I don't understand because I see how this impacts me and I think my plan is good. And so if God would just do what I think he mm-hmm. should do, right? God has this big umbrella view of what's going on in the whole world, not not just with how it's impacting me, but everything around and his plan is good. And if I believe that and I believe that he's at work, then I can trust him. So how do I walk in holding this mystery? The other thing with that is if if I could fully understand and comprehend exactly why this happens the way it does, and I could control those circumstances, then I don't need God because I've got it all worked out, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. There's a mystery, there's faith, there's trusting. Even if it doesn't change, there's trusting we will still serve God and trust that he's at work and want to be a part of what he's about. And stuff happens in the trust. Stuff happens in the trusting. So right. in in places in my life where my circumstances I don't see changing or maybe they're changing but the growth is it, the change is so slow, it's hard to identify and celebrate. It's changing because I'm changing. As we trust, okay? We're not going to necessarily get better because we went through something hard. But as we trust in God, as we lean into our relationship with him and we walk with him intimately and we're honest about the hard things, we don't fake it. We don't pretend we're honest with him behind closed doors about what we're experiencing and what we're feeling. He has given me wisdom. He has comforted me. He has settled my heart. He has changed the way that I respond to my circumstances. And that means Things aren't always going to be the way that they always were because when I show up in the circumstance, I'm different than who I used to be. And so this whole lie, this thinking that it's always going to be the way that it's always been, I got to tell you, let's just call it what it is. It is a lie from the pit of hell. It is a lie from the pit of hell. Yeah. Yeah. We, when our, and and the, I, the thing I love about that is our circumstance might not change. And if we, if we like circle in the thinking of this will never change, I'm just, I'm a martyr. This is then, then our attitude also will stink and it makes our circumstance mm. worse. But if our circumstance doesn't change, but our thinking does is literally what you just said. And we turn to God and say, you know, God, I trust you. I'm, and we're learning and we're growing in it. Then our, our approach, our response to that circumstance absolutely shifts. That's a beautiful thing. And that's, that's what it means to be growing in our walk with God. It's, it's that change. It's the transformation that takes place and transformation, you know, usually takes place 
under pressure. So they talk about diamonds, like diamonds are formed and um, mm. shaped. I don't, that's probably not the right word under heat and pressure. And it's, it's really the same with us. Our growth often comes when we're, things aren't exactly as we would like them to be. And this is what we want. We want to be transformed, but we've got to be leaning into God and speaking truth over the lies in order for us to make movement in the right direction. Yeah, I'm thinking about our verse, the Romans 12, 1 and 2, about how we're transformed. And I think it's the New Living Translation. I'm not able to pull it up quickly enough. Um, ah, I'll just read it. And so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you. Let him, let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. Don't copy the behavior and the customs of the world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way that you think God is changing us. So it's, we're not going to be the same. The circumstances aren't going to be the same because he's making us into new people. And that's why we're leaning in to Romans 12, one and two right now, and just wanting God to, to show us what the lies are and replace those lies with the truth so that our thinking can be transformed so that we can be made into whole new people. I, I love that transition translation. Let God transform you. I think we can tend to think, you know, it's this doing, again, we, we talked about this um, recently, it's this doing kind of culture. I need to be transformed. I need to be better. I need to, and the truth is we need to actually lean into relationship with God. That's what our focus needs to be. And out of that, mm -hmm. then God will transform us. And that's a very, um, the, the, I have to be better is very exhausting. That feels very exhausting to say that, uh, I need to lean into relationship with God. We talked about last week, this withness, um, with God mm -hmm. and out of that, God will transform me. That's freeing. That feels light. And so whatever lie that you um, are facing, and, and even specifically in this vein that we're talking about today of it's always going to be like this, whether that's your thinking, whether that's your circumstances, um, mm -hmm. whether that's a situation, a relationship that you have, if we can if we can bring that thinking to the Lord and let him transform us, then whether our situation changes or not, we will be changed. And that's the beautiful thing about walking with God. He is always at work in us and in the world around us. And that's something that we can trust. And as you kind of walk into this truth, um, first, we would just want to thank you for being willing to just sit and have this conversation with us. Um, but we always want you to remember that we serve a real God and he really loves you.